everybody, and welcome to the Party Business Podcast, and a very different Party Business Podcast, the first of its kind, because um, I actually, this isn't just the intro, like it usually is, I'm actually being joined by my brother, also plays Cat Vera, Hello, Patrick Laporte. <laughs> is that Cat Vera's voice? It is I, Cat oh, Vera. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You wow, wonder why I don't do it for the show. Yeah. They are, I got into character. I'm McBain. <laughs> okay. I'm McBain. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and if you hear little voices behind me, those are my children uh, who are screaming in the other room. So figured little <laughs> voices is better than screaming. Oh, yeah, probably. I see, I see them. Say hi for the people, Margaret. She's waving. That's good for an audio <laughs> podcast. That's uh, that's good radio right there. Oh, man. Well, today we're doing something different because, um, well, <laughs> everyone's busy over the summer. So, <laughs> see? She agrees. Um, <laughs> everyone's busy over the summer. So, uh, we're just going to have to make do because we haven't, we've caught up to our recordings. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. Um, but... We are. We have another recording on the books. Actually, today, the day this comes out. So yeah, um, we're gonna get back on track. But we figured we don't want to waste any time and miss out on Lord of the Rings geeking out. It's so true. I think we should just talk a little bit about maybe where we're at in the story, and then literally days from now <laughs> is the Amazon Prime show premiere. Maybe we could talk about some of the lore around that because we're just geeks. So this. Yeah. Uh, this will take us back. Yeah, little known some... fact about Chris and I. Um, not only are we brothers, but we're also um, ex-podcasters before the Party Business Podcast. We had, used to have a podcast together called The Brothers Geek, which had a good run for a while. And yeah. then someone uh, had to have kids. Um, <laughs> yeah. Two hmm. at once. And, um, you know, kind of put a pause on things and one of <laughs> us also moving to tennessee it's true we did yeah. a quite a few uh, we did we did that way and uh i think we did we get to episode 69 we did yeah <laughs> we, for amazing. sure did. we for sure did <laughs> uh, um, see we went just as long as the, the adventure zone or the good parts of the adventure zone uh <laughs> so i yeah. i think it's still in the ether somewhere out there you yeah, could probably. probably look it up um, personal favorite episode of mine is Professor Oak is an asshole. Go check that out <laughs> if it's still. I was gonna say don't look up any anything that has to do with Pokemon. That's for sure. <sighs> check oh that out. Oh my god, yeah. Uh... I still laugh about that every once in a while. <laughs> oh man. Um. So yeah, let's uh let's geek out. Let's talk about Lord of the Rings. Let's talk about where we're at in, in our story. Uh, geek out. I'm done. <laughs> um so we're at kind of a, a good pausing point i guess maybe we'll do this every 20 episodes i don't know um why not the group the turn group it into is, a mailbag uh, episode at some point maybe yeah, that's true uh which we do get some emails so it's if true. you do want to email us who knows we might 20 episodes from now we might read it yeah. uh <laughs> but where we're at in the story, we've got the group hanging out with Radagast, which 
Radagast, I feel like I've played a little, maybe a, a little too casually for a wizard, but you know what? Not as goofy as the Peter Jackson adaptation. So, <laughs> um, but you guys are about to go back into the Wilderland. It's kind of a major thing coming up. Um, I I absolutely love these adventures uh, from Tales Tales from the Wilderland, and I'm using a little bit of Darkening and Mirkwood in there too. Uh, some of the best like Lord of the Rings stuff that doesn't directly like surround itself with Sauron instantaneously. <laughs> right. So it's kind of nice to to have a little bit of different stuff going on. But we do have like Cat Vera getting more and more down this dark kind of angry path. I don't know if you want to talk about that, Patrick. Sure, but, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't want to uh give away no too, too much, yeah. too 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 much, but uh yeah, so Capvera um just within, you know, I'll sort of talk about also like the the way you create a character in one ring and sort of the um logistics, I guess, of of her character is just she's a warden uh and in when we started first edition her shadow um her shadow path or whatever it's called yeah um shadow weakness shadow weakness yeah is was power uh so i was really playing off of that sort of i'm going to do what's necessary and uh if cat vera can gain any sort of advantage even if that means tapping into a darker side of things she will take that advantage (laughs) (laughs) well she will take that advantage uh that was more the raffle uh trait but (laughs) that's true um she will take that advantage and, and in her mind it's not going towards the shadow it's using the shadow against itself think boromir in his um Mm wanting to use the ring to you know or trying to control the ring so that they could win the fight against sauron you know being arrogant in the fact that the ring only has one master um so that's sort of who i was tapping into a little bit for her sort of character and then when we uh transferred to second edition the shadow weakness for warden changes um to despair i think it despair yeah yeah um which, which when you, don't, read you don't have the, to go down yeah <laughs> you which can keep it power well i i'm i'm trying to combine the two so despair mm. in the text of the rule book says something along the lines of um you know sometimes your fight gets so overwhelming that it seems sort of hopeless and so you fall into this like sort of despair um because you're just constantly being driven against like the darkness and the shadow and it can just get overwhelming sort of like you know Eowyn's vision of a a wave right yeah um so it's actually tolkien's like dream recurring dream that he kept having right after world war one or whatever but yeah yeah (laughs) all right chris okay (laughs) i just Uh, gotta get the tolkien facts in there (laughs) um so i'm trying to sort of work with both of those things um in her especially now that she has taken on this zealot trait of wanting to obtain so much power so that it never becomes hopeless she can try to do it 
uh, on her own um, sort of thing. If you've noticed her sort of character development, the way she interacts with the other characters of the group, there's only one person in the group that she really trusts at all to get the job done, and then be Yurik. Um, That's Rory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rory's more of a tool uh, that she can use, like all everybody. Um, and the kid, she's just sort of like, I don't know what this young child is doing with us but (laughs) they're here and so i'm gonna protect them i guess because they are part of my group sort of thing but she wouldn't even necessarily consider herself the leader of the group she's just attached to this group and she has Mm -hmm. an agenda and um she's her agenda is to eradicate the darkness um, that is starting to take Mirkwood over and the lands around it. Um, and we'll see what happens when they finally meet this chained one face to face. But um, she's going to make sure that she has all the power she can obtain before that meeting happens. Because um, she's also not stupid. She's not going to charge headlong into a fight that she doesn't think she can win. So cuts to well i guess she won but cuts to her like going in the middle of all these goblins to kill uh, the leader. she knew that she could win that fight <laughs> especially one e cat vera oh she knew she could win that fight how one e cat vera how broken God. of a character she was that was ridiculous well we were using like the special maneuvers that gave you yeah <laughs> basically like extra hits like extra damage plus the damage from 1e weapons which are more powerful (laughs) right i mean she hasn't taken a swing yet in second edition but a little insight into her character sheet i'm pretty sure her tn for any strength um roles um which would be combat is like 13 yeah so yeah that's that's the advantage of that too it's just like it's constantly low her her heart and wits is like 16 and 17 uh but you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah i feel like is. if you roll if you're rolling like two pips worth of dice and you got like a 15 ish that's probably really middle ground you know that's like the yeah. most middle ground yeah i'm rolling threes uh, for my spear attacks yeah so and that's only going to get better and you can use hope and just roll more <laughs> yeah it's if ridiculous. at all necessary yeah um all valor think, all the time <laughs> <laughs> it's really like when you build a character it's really hard to try and break out of like well i want to be able to hit a lot you know yeah so it's really hard to break out of trying to have like strength be to your advantage as much as possible especially right. in and she e, is she is good at other things like she has um a three pips in insight which we saw the last episode with that group of um, wild yeah. people. Um, and she, I think she rolls, she might even have advantage on that too. So um, so she is good at reading people. It's not like she's in like, it wouldn't be like if you take it into like D&D terms. Like it's not like she has a low charisma. She just doesn't really like working with people <laughs> if she doesn't have to sort of thing. Yeah. So it's which is always an interesting thing for an our tabletop RPG. Like, 
to, to play the lone wolf in a group is always like an added element of difficulty because it's yeah. like, why would they ever, you have to come up with a reason to be with this group. And I think Kat Vera needing them, you know, that she can't, like you said, she can't run headlong into, you know, danger knowing she's probably going to get overwhelmed very quickly. So it's like necessity is kind of driving her, but it right. is always interesting. You want to play like the Geralt, you know, you want to play the Aragorn, but it's really difficult when you have to like have a reason to stay with the rest of the people at the table, you know, to keep playing. So, right. And I think for her, it's also part of like, if she can make her group stronger, that's more power on her side that she could use. That's true. She so is definitely, like this... yeah, it's not just personal power. I mean, obviously right. it is, but there's other things that go into it too. But it's like the counterbalance to her despair. So like she, almost needs to use that that power she needs to gain power so that despair is as far away as possible because if that in, like creeps up too you got those two shadow weaknesses working pretty pretty terribly together yeah yeah it'll be interesting if ever in the story the despair right, takes <laughs> over because i think if the group saw broken cat vera that would be the end that's gonna like <laughs> Yeah. tip the scales that, yeah that's like that's like seeing aragorn or something be like we're dead yeah <laughs> like, i'd be like no if opening. aragorn was at the black gates and didn't give a badass speech um and like, was well, just like we're... we give up i'm just <laughs> i'm gonna weep now <laughs> i mean we saw like a side of it that was that Legolas was kind of falling into at Helm's Deep in the movies, mm. and then Aragorn forgets uh, to speak in Elvish, and everybody gets real freaked out <laughs> when he says, yeah. "I shall die as no, one I, of them." I, I I do I do like that they played into that despair a little bit there, especially since like Helm's Deep is like three pages in the book. Oh God, I know. So ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and and everyone's just like tired <laughs> at the end of it he's like man that was a lot of killing <laughs> Dude. yeah if, if uh, aragorn was keeping track of his kills it'd be a... yeah because the other two were like keep keeping track but aragorn just I, you just almost know aragorn definitely killed more than oh, yeah. combined oh, oh, man. yeah um yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting expanding the story out from where you're at now because, you know, we've seen Mirkwood a lot in, you know, The Hobbit. And there's going to be definitely more in Mirkwood. Um, and we know Bjorn for The Hobbit, too. We know the Misty Mountains, obviously, from the books. But, like, that in-between space, that Wilderland space, is just not – there's just not a lot of, no. like, specific lore storytelling moments in one of the novels that, you know, really portrays a lot of what's going on in there. I mean, obviously they have to travel through it in the Hobbit, but there's like all this culture and all this different stuff going on. And, you know, the ring is found in the Wilderland. Um, you got maybe wild hobbits still out there, you know, uh, mm -hmm. that's where they're originally from. Uh, and there's just a lot of, a lot of things to explore that are set up by the lore, but we get to do what we want because we're not really going to run into much in terms of breaking the lore in right. the Wilderland, which I think is why this adventure is set there. Um, yeah. 
but I, I'm just excited to to see how that all starts playing out and affecting the group because oh man I, I really just want another excuse to use the the gibbet king they like chained one's voice <laughs> <laughs> I got it I got the I got the preset saved on audacity it's good Amazing. to go <laughs> um but speaking of wild hobbits <laughs> oh yeah this is this is how good segue I, I was thinking the same thing yeah yeah how are we gonna speaking of wild hobbits yeah i feel like the wilderland is probably going to be a big part well not a big part but the big part of like the hobbits part of the story of the amazon show which we should talk about that because it's days away from this episode releasing coming out and there seems to be a lot of different storylines happening that are from kind of different parts of the lore that they're just mashing together and maybe we dive into that with so you you might get some spoilers, but you might not because there's di- just characters they made up too. So I don't know what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, and it, you can't exactly call it spoilers when the show hasn't come out yet, and we have no idea what it's going to do. It's true, so, and hard hard to call it spoilers when we know for sure Sauron made the one, right? <laughs> and uh, we Spoiler we all know where alert. this goes. Uh, Gladriel, I hate to tell you. <laughs> Spoiler alert, that creepy dude in the trailer, it becomes even creepier. Creepier? Is that for sure, Sauron? Yeah, yeah, it is. Do we know? Yes. Mm. I looked it or up. Is it just like a minion? That's minion? the actor. But, That's but the where's actor. the information? IMDB. It's... <laughs> it's I thought the... it was a different actor playing Sauron, though. And that was like the whole thing when it came out. Like that weird white guy is not Sauron. Must be a minion. Oh, maybe. A woman? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I guess we'll find um, out. I guess we'll. It's it. What do you think the show is going to do? Are they going to just blatantly like this is Anatar and we all know who that is? Or um, are they going to try to like? I mean, they're going to have to do. I think they're going to have to do like um. Like a Game of Thrones thing where I think they should take note from the from Game of Thrones where they did a very good job that first season, especially that first episode of like, this is the world. These are the main mm-hmm. players. They're going to repeat their names a lot so that you don't forget them. Even in the most There's recent. so many names in this. Even from the time of this recording, the first episode of the house of the dragon or hot d as i like to call it hot, um, the big hot d <laughs> and george r. r martin also likes to call it that um Anything has been released and you know i read half of that book that it's based off of but i don't know if i got to like the part in the book that's portraying that that is so i, I like my wife was asking me a bunch of questions and I was like, I think this is this person. And I was like, let's just like watch. And they did a good job of like, here's your name over and over and over again. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So I th- yeah, they, definitely... they gotta, they gotta do that. This first episode, they have to establish the players, give them a lot of FaceTime and, you know, kind of their motivations and stuff like that. 
I feel like we're gonna get like a prologue kind of situation. I feel like I read that somewhere, like the first episode, maybe the first couple episodes. It's a lot of backstory because there's yeah. a lot to cover. Like, totally. If we're starting at well, where do, where are we starting in the story? Oh, you man. know, lore wise, <laughs> it seems like Morgoth has just been defeated. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you have. I mean, you could go. You could, if they wanted to, be like, "This is how the world was created," like real quick. <laughs> And and because Morgoth has it has to, it I mean, it was everyone singing. It was a song. (laughs) Why is there one? Why is there one part of the song that's totally not in harmony? That doesn't make any sense. What a dick! (laughs) But I think you because they might have to a little bit because Morgoth is. I mean, it's important for Sauron. So, um, yeah. So yeah, we'll probably. We it's might Sauron's get boss for those who somehow are yes. listening to this. Episode if you're listening to this and don't that. know those names, Morgoth is one of the Valar who um, is the kind bad of one. Like angel things. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the the bad the, one. The bad one. Yeah. The Lucifer. Yeah. Um, you know, creator of orcs and all that stuff. Um, he doesn't actually create anything, Patrick. Oh my he, God. It's impossible for him to create. Okay, well, just for <laughs> technicality, <laughs> technicality. Um, actually, uh, he manipulates elves and turns them into orcs. Is that better? This is just one of the leading theories, Patrick. Uh... <laughs> I want to shoot myself. Um. <laughs> uh, Man, I wish I had the one ring to disappear out of this conversation. <laughs> oh, you love it. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Uh, so, yeah. And so, yeah. So, Sauron, who is also originally an elf. Um, or pretends to be an elf. Maya? Yeah. Yeah, well, he pretends to be an elf, yeah. Um, is if, boss, if, that is so. his, if that is his disguise, like the weird creepy guy from it's the It's pretty tower, bad. It's a pretty bad disguise. And any elf that's like, yeah, I'm going to accept presents from you. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. Zilla Brimbor, you got some explaining to do. Ooh, hit it Kelly with that soft C. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, jeez. Hey, come on. That's one of the that's one of the crazy things about, like, seeing characters come to the screen. Because you, yeah. you just read them over and over and over. And you come up with your own, like, mm-hmm. way of saying them in your head. So, like, I remember uh, our Uncle Sean, one of the original people that got us into Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, he he called Isildur Isildur. Isildur, yep. <laughs> and it's just, like, that sounds crazy now, but if you've read that for 30 years or whatever. Yeah. You're not going to change it. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's like when it people Kelly read Harry Potter. When people read Harry Potter and they're pronouncing Hermione's name, uh, Hermione one. Ah, <laughs> oh, the Hermie one. <laughs> oh man, we don't mention we don't mention the dark yeah, parts sorry. on this uh, on this podcast. I'm sorry, sorry. sorry. You're right. Um. um anyway, back to the. <laughs> where does it get a start? Anyway. Uh, track there. Well, we yeah we were. I, we I think yeah I think it has to start Sauron. with. It has to start with Morgoth something. I feel like because yeah. you gotta establish like Galadri- the darkness. Like Galadriel's brother is dead at the beginning too or whatever and he gets killed by like morgoth's like werewolves i think in the lore which 
if we can get some werewolves, that'd be pretty badass. I mean, that would um, be cool. Because, okay, well, let's... The show, the main part of the show, is going to take place in the second age. So there's a whole other age that happens before that. I'm, I'm assuming that it's going oh, yeah. to. Oh, I, I assume it's second age, for sure. Yeah. It's got to be, because I think like the very first like image that was released said something about the second age. Yeah, Numenor and like. So yeah. Um. Yeah, but like Gladriel is not really a player in the first age, so that's why I'm kind of assuming. Yeah. Um, because she was sort of the ones that like when Morgoth is like at the height of his power. Um, she's like, yeah, we can't defeat him. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Uh, Um, I'm not feeling this. (laughs) Yeah uh well she but she doesn't go like she's her she has a long history I, yeah well she she's is like one of the oldest beings on middle earth mm-hmm. and uh, the only the one that has seen the light of the trees um before yeah. they did were you, consumed did you know what? that they used a special lighting system for her eyes to represent yeah. subtly that she had seen the light of the vet like that's ridiculous detail that yep. that's what makes those movies just masterclass you know you could talk all day about how tom bombadil got cut out or whatever mm-hmm. but the adaptation and love that was put into those is unbelievable <laughs> ridiculous yeah. so if you look at her eyes in her scenes there's like i think two or three like different light sources and she's the only one that's like that it's weird it's crazy yeah. Um, so it's, it looks like stars in her eyes or whatever. Did you also know that she's Arwen's uh, grandmama? I did know that. Uh, grandmama? grandmama? Which Arwen stayed with grandmama um, a lot of her life. Would just hang out in Lothmoran. So that's nice. That's a nice that's uh, vacay. Nice. <laughs> I want a vacay there. Over Morian through the woods to grandmama. Galadriel's house we go. Um, you know... Lore-wise, Arwen's probably walking around out there somewhere, walking back and forth, you know, while you guys are adventuring. Oh, that's true. And Aragorn, for that matter, is maybe also coming true. of age at the, around this time. Also true. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so we'll probably see, like, a little bit of... It could be... They could pull, like, a, you know, a Fellowship of the Ring. The prologue is the big battle against Morgoth yeah. instead of Sauron this time, defeating Morgoth. Some Balrogs. Some Balrogs. Um, I think that Balrog from the trailer, though, is Doran's Bane, though. Like, that same design and everything. Yeah, it is. But uh, it but, can't be Doran's Bane if it was a slicker. <laughs> shut up. It's cool. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, and that's what I meant by, like, multiple storylines getting mashed together. Because, like, it's obvious they're going to do the whole they woke up Doran's Bane. And one of the characters in the trailer is Durin. And see, see, the term Durin's Bane <laughs> implies something yes. will happen to said character. That's um, not great. Not great. Um, but I think, like, I, I don't care. I, I yeah, understand wanting, wanting to, like, respect the lore and everything. But if this, if you bring all these storylines in together, if you bring, like, the Durin storyline, the Hobbit migration storyline, like... Um, Celebrimbor, 
I don't want to get yelled at again. I mean, uh, if, 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 if we have heard the name Celebrimbor said in in media before. Have we? Uh, yeah. The when? What are you talking about when? Yeah. The war, the Shadow of Mordor. And <laughs> sh- That's true. <laughs> Video, I, just, I, video just do, I just ignored the dialogue. I just want to kill orcs, you know? Oh, but it's a good story, though. Even if it's I know, I so out I of canon. I pay attention. It's, if you want to talk about, like, breaking the canyon to, to do cool shit, like, that game is the ultimate version yeah. of that, and I don't even care. And I was completely okay with it. I was more than okay yeah. with it. I was like, this and I'll is be okay. sick. If, if the Amazon show has good acting and good writing, I really don't care. Yeah, like you can you can mold the lore to fit this one storyline because what they're doing is they're they're trying to do a Game of Thrones thing where it's just like a ton like all these storylines are happening that will obviously culminate into like this one thread by the end of it, which yeah. I I assume everything is leading to the Battle of the Last like Alliance or whatever. I assume oh. it's like I I could see hmm. the whole show ending on that. Yeah, you know, should be cool, but. And then it's just like, what a great way to like, okay, hand it off to the movies again. You know, that would yeah. be really cool. I mean, um, Amazon didn't spend $2 billion or whatever on this show to not make it cool. Like, right? You, you know, would hope. It, they're not going to make it a does, slog. I mean, yeah. I don't want to. And I also don't want for the people that are like, oh, I'm not looking forward to this show. I can't believe they, they are. Um, I understand the irony that Amazon, one of the biggest corporations that's ever existed is taking this thing that's supposed to be about nature and like hope and the little (laughs) people of the world. You know, I get the irony and it does feel gross. Like I hated that picture of Jeff Bezos with like the Amazon rings of power, you know, uh, sign it's gross. And, uh, no, Amazon's not paying us to do this. I can tell you that much because I mean, if they want to, yeah, yeah. let's not close (laughs) the door. Yeah, uh, but you know it's uh, it's not great. But it's also like if we get new Lord of the Rings media that's good, I'm gonna be okay with it. And my hope is that it pushes like a f- another f- wave of fad around this because yeah. I want other things to be like this is a good marketable thing right now. Let's make Lord of the Rings stuff. Yes, please. Yeah, and. I- I if this is an introduction to Tolkien's world for someone, then who cares? Yeah. Like then right. they let them experience it and not be gatekeepers for this world that we all love so that more and more people can experience it and then, you know, let them discover Middle Earth for themselves. I highly doubt it would be very lucky if I actually ended up reading Lord of the Rings, if it wasn't for Peter Jackson's movies. So I saw the first one. I was like, that was cool. Saw the second one. I was like, oh my God, I need to know everything about this story. Sounds like me with with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Read everything in between the second and third one. And, uh, you know, I actually, when I was reading Return of the King, I thought Pippin died. I was like, oh shit, he's dead. Like he's dead. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, that was like me with Game so, of Thrones. I watched the first season of Game of Thrones. And then I was like, well, I can't wait for the second season to come out before I 
before I continued to experience this world, read all five books before the second season released. <laughs> I think... Oh, shit. It was, like, mid-fourth season when I started watching, so I, like... Yeah, because I remember watching it with you when I had already mm-hmm. seen everything slash read everything. Yeah, and, uh, which was I, good, because I really, like... It was dense. <laughs> I remember that red wedding, watching that with you, and just waiting. <laughs> you dick. Uh, but, um, so anyway, back to Rings of Power. Yes. Uh, so I think, okay, what are, what are the main threads of Rings of Power? We got we got Galadriel. We talked about her. It seems like she's going to be the driving force to finding out where Sauron went like and destroy the rest of the darkness like she's not satisfied just morgoth is gone you know right that seems to be her driving force and there's like a guy she's that's helping her halberd or something i don't remember are you talking about Um, black elf for lack of a (laughs) no i'm talking about no i think he's like a numenorian and um, oh yeah 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 He's made up for the show, I think. So, God only knows what's going to happen to him. But, uh, so I think their main thing is they're, they're hunting Sauron, which is pretty cool. Like that, I like that concept a lot, actually. Uh, then, back to our wild hobbits. The yep. wild hobbits. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the hell is going on with that storyline. I, like, all the trailers I've seen, I'm just like, this is buck wild. There's, like, a meteor. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Uh, well, there's a brandy foot. I'm looking at the IMDb. So oh. uh, the the girl, I'm just going to continue to say Hobbit. I know they're not technically. Uh, they're ho- ancestors of, yes, I guess. Yeah, Elenor Brandyfoot. Um, so you got isn't that her. what Sam names his daughter? Elenor, I don't know. Froda. I thought I named her. Fro- Are you serious? Froda? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would 100%. I was like, okay, maybe I'm not going to watch the show. <laughs> Are you serious? No. Sadak, Froda? Sadak Burrows? Uh, that's a good uh, that hobbit. Sense. That's a that's good a, hobbit. That's name. a great hobbit name. My daughter's telling me to shush right now. It's so funny. Yeah, she's she's watching a uh, blippy or whatever it is. Yeah, she has a lint roller and is pretending to cast spells on me. Are you casting spells on me? Well, if she has spell slots, <laughs> I guess she could. Uh, there's so some other main players. We got you mentioned King Durin. Yes, um, and Prince That's... Durin, also. Oh, oh. Prince. Oh yeah, Prince Durin like, is like the big Durins. redhead. The yeah. redhead one i don't know which durin is durin's being in reference to so i don't know which durin's gonna get wrecked by a ball wreck spoiler alert <laughs> yeah. but don't know we'll find out don't know then uh, but elrond got... is also there yep and he's Elrond's kind of, in it. he's like friend he's like friends with durin or something and he's i i saw one trailer where basically he's torn between like his kind of friendship with Durin or like his kind of ally-ness with the dwarves and then is it Gilgalad? Gilgalad is, is in it? Yeah. Um, kind of like well you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't know I, 
I feel like Gilgalad was never a dick, so I don't know how they're going to play him. Well, he's going to be important because he's one of the three. Yeah. Um, one of the big three, we'll, we'll call Big him. three. Big three, um, which, of course, uh, you know, in reference to said Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, speaking of, of big three... Um, he's in one shot of that fellowship fight in the movie one yes. single shot but he's there yes. um uh i i would looking at the uh, the imdb the other one so galadriel and gilgalad uh, yeah um the other one's not uh not in it as far as what can tell so far well i think gilgalad on gilgalad gets I'm pretty sure Gilgalad gets two of the rings to start, uh, and he he gives the other one to Sirdan, who's okay. like the only elf with a beard, I think canonically. Cool. That's <laughs> the is, boat guy, right? <laughs> hey, you the boat guy? You're gonna get us across the horizon, man? Because I can I right? could use a boat. <laughs> it I'm is not wrong, right? <laughs> the I mean, shipwright is <laughs> uh, whatever the boat guy. <laughs> Siradan the boat guy. Jeez. Um, so yeah, there's we, your three. Yep. And then we also have uh two other major players, Elendil and Isildur. Um I mean so You gotta have those two. Yep. I feel like I I mean I'm sure he's in a trailer, but I there's no one I'm like, ooh, that's Elendil. <laughs> uh he's played by actor Lloyd Owen. Let's oh see if I can Get a picture look of like him in. Ooh, yeah, he looks good. Yeah, get a picture of that. That's great. That's great radio, Patrick. Oh, sorry. I mean, <laughs> you could look. They could look it up. I said his name. That's true. Uh, and then, so does that mean we get to see Narsil too? Mm-hmm. I would assume At so. Some point? I would. I would hope so. I would assume, or maybe the forging of Narsil, the original yeah. forging. It looks like he's hanging out with Galadriel a bit in these imdp pictures she's everywhere man she's like traveling all over the place in these trailers like she's in the snow she's like climbing a mountain on a little raft (laughs) like i don't know what the hell's going on well a lot of it we don't know a lot of it could be dreams or visions that's true it could be like prologue stuff too like it could be she she does like to have those (laughs) she does have a few of those Mm -hmm. so um but yeah i mean I've tried to, I mean, I read Cimmerillion, so, I mean, once, so I need to reread it five more times before I even get a grasp of it. Me, like a huge Tolkien nerd, was only really able to get through, like, two chapters, and then I just Tolkien gatewayed the rest of that. (laughs) It's like spark noting it, which is sacrilegious, I understand that, but Mm -hmm. I'm just going to read Lord of the Rings again, I'm sorry. Yeah. Which I'm actually reading The Hobbit right now again. So I was like, eh, you know what? I I have to wait for some other books to arrive, and I'll read something in between. So, nice. The Hobbit. It's um, like number six or seven times I've read it. But the show is called The Rings of Power. Do we want to talk about said rings? <laughs> At least briefly. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to. I mean, we put a spoiler alert, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's all spoilers, and it's all out there. And if you're 21 episodes deep into a one ring rpg podcast and then decided to listen to the episode that is just two brothers dicking around talking about lord of the rings you probably know 
the Lord of the Rings lore a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. But. So we'll talk about those... the big three because we, we mentioned. Let's talk about first. the big three. Okay. So, well, the big three is kind of at the end because. Sauron oh, that's true. Comes in, Sauron that's comes true. in disguise, right? Yep. And he convinces all the elves like, hey, like this, these rings that you're going to be able to make or whatever he convinced them with. I, I'm still, it's still kind of cloudy. It's just like, these are great. <laughs> what a great salesman. Uh, these are going to blow your tits off. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, they're going to, I guess he, he kind of utilized a lot of kind of phraseology around It'll help you preserve things. You know, the elves have lost a ton of stuff by now. Like the first age was basically their apocalypse. So by now, what little they're able to hold on to, they want to hold on to. So, you know, you know, these rings are going to help you preserve things, give you the power to protect like the natural world and what beauty is left in in Middle Earth. Right. Right. Teach you how to make them. Yeah. So at this this point in time, Sauron could still assume an appearance that deceives elves so and he so he... was he like was he like a a zaddy was he... oh yeah <laughs> definitely he was just like sexy as hell yeah so i can get behind that um so he a total of 19 rings of power were forged by Celebrimbor and like the good ones right not like yes. the test ones yes there was lesser <laughs> the rings that were described yeah. that Gandalf also mentions uh, as essays were, in the craft. Generally, yeah, they're generally considered as having been mere, mere essays in the craft practice for the Smiths. So yeah, those are around too, but they whatever. Um, oh, this so is one yeah, of the crappy rings of power. <laughs> yeah, so nineteen were made. Sixteen, Sauron had a direct hand in making, and then Celebrimbor yeah. made the big three without Sauron's knowledge, which is why Sauron has no power over them through his ring right. because he never literally never physically touched them at that point is Celebrimbor like getting sus about Sauron I would, ass- I would assume so yeah so he's just basically like okay this guy this this guy he's not my kind of guy <laughs> and uh yeah. if we also if, if he did maybe look he's... like the actor yeah, maybe he sees him. Maybe he sees him getting uh, dressed or something on accident. He's like, "Whoa, he's not as sexy as I thought." <laughs> something up with that guy. <laughs> he is pale as hell. My God. Um, but I think get some sun. Yeah, I mean that makes sense like to me. Sunron. So, so, basically, all of the rings were made for the elves. Like it wasn't nine for right. men originally and seven for dwarves originally. It was just like. All the elves get this, which is like, that's, thanks a lot, you dick. But yeah, I guess it he wanted, sense, he wanted to dominate the elves. Sauron. Yeah. And you so, take the elves out because he already mm-hmm. had his plans going on in Numenor or whatever. Yep. And Although so I don't know he, exactly he, when Numenor lines up. As he's forging the one ring. um, And when he puts it on. The elves become aware of who Sauron is, and they take their rings off. Um, the not three, correct? All the ones that are affected by Sauron. Now. The other sixteen, um, which pisses him off. Mm-hmm. And then and, he goes and on he, a tirade. So he 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 basically declares open war, 
and demands the rings back. Uh, but the elves were able to hide the greatest three and then pass one to cause a doom. The dwarves and cause a doom. And then Sauron gets mm. the other 15. Interesting. I didn't know one survived. I thought he got all the rest of them besides the three. So he, so he gets 15. Sauron recovers oh. 15. So he gives six to dwarves, which now have seven total that makes sense because they got one yeah and then nine to men which we know what happens with those (laughs) nine seems to be a number that i remember from lord of the rings (laughs) uh and like the dwarves aren't really affected like the men are like the men are losers obviously right and just like succumb over time i would also like to know like what it did for them because it's not just making you invisible, I would assume, like Bilbo gets to do. I assume it's like bringing you wealth and power in your kingdom to rule. And then you just slowly fall into the abyss of darkness. But yeah. for the dwarves, it just makes them more greedy, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and a universal effect of the rings is it makes you live longer. And so dwarves already mm. live longer. and But then men, obviously, get a really old, unless you're Numenorean yeah so they probably just become all just turn into wraiths eventually um interesting yeah so are you saying that the dwarves would have eventually turned into wraiths but it just takes a way longer because they probably so much yeah. longer because fundamentally they were all for the same purpose which was to dominate the elves yeah so if it had power enough to dominate elves you know for sure men and dwarves are gonna get effed up eventually get lit yeah that's true then uh so they have so the elves keep those three rings and then that you know elrond has one and is able to well elrond eventually gets one i guess because gilgalad mm-hmm. has two gives one to saradan the boatman <laughs> right the boat guy then right. eventually one passes down to Elrond as well. And Elrond uses that basically to like hide Rivendell and keep Rivendell's power, you know, secret and all that stuff, I guess. Yeah. And then Galadriel uses hers for Lothlorien and just wreck later in the War of the Ring that no one gets to see. Because I would absolutely watch that movie, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I would watch The Lonely Mountain and like Dale, like part of the side of the ring for sure yeah because that's all so cool <laughs> like there's so much like going on there and we just don't get to see any of it at all <laughs> but i digress uh yeah but, according sorry. to this according to this page um when the orcs from moria enter lorian um the ring is so powerful that it literally cannot fall unless sauron personally comes to attack it oh my god yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah. um then Sirdan. i hope we're saying that not right because someone's pretty pissed off yeah. at this point we've said it so many right. times um he gives it to who patrick he gives his to somebody Sirdan gives his to one gandalf the gray mm. You can actually uh, see him wearing it at the very last scene of Lord of the Rings because it was 
secretly worn by him and you can't see it unless you're a ring bearer. So right. once the ring is destroyed, everyone can see it, which is why you can see it at the end. Yep. Another small did detail, they, Patrick. Did they do a thing where you could only see Galadriel's ring if Frodo was in the scene? Or if it's from Frodo's, like, like just his one-on-one meeting with Galadriel is the only time you see it? Um, the only time you see it, yeah, it's like, it's, I think it's even the extended edition. I don't even think you see it outside of the extended edition. It's been so long since I've literally only seen the theatrical edition. I don't know what's... Honestly. (laughs) Honestly, though. I think, though, her talking about the ring and showing it to him is only an extended, but he's the only one that sees it. I don't know. I haven't watched her hand, I guess, in the other scenes to see if, like, they're there. Uh, but I know in the book, because it's both Frodo and Sam, right. that look Sam the, can't see it. He can't see it. Yeah. And so, like, it looks like he's just sees a star through her fingers, you know, and thinks it's in the night sky or whatever. Um, that scene is way less intense in the book, by the way. Like her, like, in Blaze of a Dark ah! <laughs> Do it. Do it, Patrick. I know you, you wound up. <laughs> they will have a queen. More beautiful and terrible than the dawn. Treacherous as the sea. All will love me and despair. She says, "Which is Catvera's shadow weakness." Oh, that's true. (laughs) So let's hope she doesn't run into Galadriel. Like she just starts despairing immediately. Oh God. Um. Yeah, I feel like in the book she was just like dancing around, like, "Oh, this, you know, this is what she'd get if I got the ring." But you know, I'm I'm gonna say no, actually. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pass. I'll pass the test. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Like, I think it's one of those things I didn't even realize for a long time, and certainly not through like my first reading of the books. Uh, that Gandalf actually has one of those three rings the whole time. So that's interesting. Which is why, because he has the fire ring, the ring of fire. He can do all the like the ring of fire, the ring of fire. Uh, He's going down, down, down. Um, why didn't Sauron or Sauron take that? Why didn't Sar who take? Oh, Saruman. Yeah, Yeah, why didn't Saruman take the ring? Because he's not a ring bearer. He can't see it. But he knows Gandalf has it. I mean, I'm sure he saw Cirrodan give it to him. Like, they all came over together oh, on a true. boat, right? Um, Maybe he thinks I, yeah, Gandalf I guess he is... he couldn't see it. I think Gandalf is... Maybe he thinks Gandalf is so smart. Gandalf pulled a reverse. He thinks, oh, he surely's hidden it. Yeah, he's, I don't see it on his finger. Yeah. Because he wouldn't be able to see it, I guess. Like, uh, I guess I gotta do a cavity search. That's tomorrow's errand. Oh, <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Thank God that moth came along, because that was the next day. <laughs> yeah, the eagle saved him just in time. Woo! Oh, man. Uh, but, um, all right. Other main storylines. There's We haven't even talked about Numenor. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, all, so, yeah so we mentioned Isildur and Elendil. Yeah. Um, probably the only so, Numenorians that we know by name. Besides, yeah, Aragorn, I, think, I guess if you count him, like the kind of queen-ish lady, whatever, whoever she's she is, I think she's named in the books too. Um, oh, um, strong rings in my notebook here. Uh, <laughs> to the IMDb, IMDb, 
Uh, Queen Regent Muriel? Yes. Pretty sure she's in in there somewhere. Uh, so Numenor, a lot of things going on in Numenor. We've got, gosh, we've got like these men that helped in the first age defeat Morgoth. And because they did that and helped so well, apparently, they get Numenor like given to them, essentially, because they're awesome (laughs) and they're like blessed with long life. Like that's the beginning of like the long life blessing. It's like they help with Morgoth and stuff. And then they get Numenor. And then, of course, they fuck it up. <laughs> um, and your your daughters are pissed about that, too. I get it. I get it. So, and the way they mess it up is they're basically coerced into, some of them, into worshiping Morgoth again. Like, it's like, oh, he was actually a pretty great guy, I guess. And then they are convinced that they can make a large enough fleet to actually send to Valinor and, like, attack, essentially, the gods. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm a copywriter, right? I want to know the copy that, <laughs> that was used to convince the people that they could go attack gods with their boats. <laughs> hey. You know? <laughs> you know, sometimes a boat is all you need. Boats are the greatest of all time. The boats are good. I guess. One of the uh, rings was given to a boat guy. So. That's true. So they must be pretty important. <laughs> they must be pretty great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then um, I don't know. I don't know if we, if you don't know what happens in Numenor, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, a lot of, a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. And good great stuff. fishing spot now. Great fishing. <laughs> you really get that fishing skill up. Yeah. There in Numenor. I mean, a lot of cover under there. A lot of structure down there. Um, but anyway, uh, so definitely that, I mean, that's going to be a huge major storyline. I mean, I've got to be like a, one of the crux of the show is going to be Numenor. The fall. Uh, yeah. And I don't know how many seasons that's going to be interesting to see how they, how much they play that out. Cause like Elendil comes with Isildur to land, like to the mainland. And then obviously sets up like Minas Tirith and all that stuff. So, which is another he's reason got a why, lot to do. Yeah, uh, another reason why I think Morgoth is going to get some some play because they're given the Numenorians are given the island because they suffered so much that like the Valar was like, oh, that sucks. We should just give him this, <laughs> we should give him this island. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry, bud. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. I mean. They yeah they're surely gonna do a prologue thing like to start things off. And, It'd be the uh, smart I thing. I don't know. I'm down. I'm down. Like here's the thing. I am down to just be entertained again by Lord of the Rings things. Right. So this is something that I started to mention before we started recording. Then I was like, I'll save it for the recording. Watching. Yeah, yeah. Hot D. <laughs> um, you know, it didn't give me like the same sense of like. Oh, this is gonna be sick! Is like watching the first episode of Game of Thrones did, and mm-hmm. like this this magic and wonder of like this whole new world, blah blah. But at the same time, I did like it, and two, it was just cool to see like King's Landing again 
and like Westeros on screen yeah. again and fucking dragons flying around <laughs> yeah and you know just be like transported a little bit like back into this world that you know i loved so much that uh you know dickhead won't continue to write the books so <laughs> i guess I'll i take will this. not start until he finishes <laughs> i already started name of the wind and that's uh, the same problem oh yeah you, that's a mistake more of a chance that third one's going to get written for that, though. Than I That's think. true. So, yeah. Yeah, if it it is like an opportunity to go back to these places that we love, that we fell in love with, what, oh my god, like 20 years ago. 20 years ago? More than 20 came. years ago? Oh my god. 21 oh. years ago? Ugh. You think of like something like uh, like Jurassic Park is I've seen maybe two hundred times, yep. and you think that was nineteen ninety nine nineteen ninety three, and that was long that was like so long ago, man. Like that's such a classic movie, so long ago. But like just a few years later, Fellowship of the Ring came out. It wasn't that long. It wasn't even a decade later. Yeah, it was like what, like eight years out. later. Yeah, seven years later. It's <sighs> crazy. Uh, I'll, I'll get I still cry every time. I'm a 28 year old <laughs> man. And I... 34. Dear God. What happened to me? Yeah, Gosh, Jurassic I... Park is almost 30 years old. I know. If we're talking. Oh my God. Woo. Yeah, you think like, oh, 20 years ago, Mario looked like the, you know, side scrolling Mario. No, that was, that was Mario Sunshine. <laughs> No, it's uh, like well it's like it's like Super Mario Galaxy or it's like man remember motion controls <laughs> god oh man it was like what 2006 uh, or some shit like that <laughs> but maybe that's why we need this nostalgia we're coming at, let's come out of this existential crisis i think so i think so because another thing that game of thrones did that's also cool with house of the dragon it's like oh i get to see king's landing again but it's not as big it's not as run down. It's mm. like looks kind of nice, you know, at this point in time still. <laughs> less shit. Uh, Some shit. Less shit. No, not no shit. Oh, oh, not no shit for sure. Still brothels. Lots of people banging. I mean. You gotta have those. The Iron <laughs> Throne, you know, they made it look more like the book describes it, which is like mm. this huge monstrosity rather than a throne that you could actually like sit on comfortably. Like, I don't want to sit on Did that they... thing. It's going to stab me. And it literally does. It literally, in the first episode, like, scratches (laughs) the king. (laughs) And he's getting up from it. It's like, god damn. (laughs) Did they lose some swords in between that time and uh, Game of Thrones starting? (laughs) All Uh, the wars they had, they had to take some off. uh, Yeah, they need the iron. Uh, And that's, I mean, here's the thing about, like, Lord of the Rings, though, going back nostalgic-wise that game of thrones you know doesn't really have and 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 that's fine because like game of thrones is its own thing and it should be gritty and dark and depressing like that i like that about game of thrones and you know you shouldn't have hope but lord of the rings ultimately is about hope like there's this overwhelming darkness and these little beacons of hope that we have nostalgic feelings for for like if we're gonna see rivendell again if we're gonna see like minister earth again like getting these little places that are like these beacons 
of freedom and hope in this oppressive, like oppressive darkness, like a tide coming over everything. Like there is something, I mean, it's a you catastrophe. I mean, Tolkien like coined the term himself. It's this moment of there is something worth fighting for. And I'm really looking forward to getting a show that hopefully (laughs) that hopefully will, will dig into that theme again, because what I, I think where the show would fail is if they try to do too much, be too much like like uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Like that's just let's just make it depressing and gritty and dark because that's with no hope there. It's not Lord of the Rings anymore, and I think they could fail miserably by missing that. Um, my hope is that they won't because it is like <laughs> I look forward to reading those. When I go back and read the the trilogy, when I go back and read The Hobbit, when I go back and watch, you know, it's those little moments that's just like, this is what makes it so special. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, experiencing that because Kayla, my wife, had never, has, had not seen the extended editions and had only maybe seen the theatrical versions like once and maybe not even all of them. And Mm. so this past year we watched... We watched all of them, and we watched The Hobbit too. And she was like, "Yeah, it was fine." Um, <laughs> going back and rewatching it, it wasn't as bad as I remember it being, but it was still pretty bad. Oh, The Hobbits, The yeah. Hobbit movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, the Lord of the Rings. One? She loved. Okay. First one's good. First one's first good. one's like actually okay. Like especially like the first half, I'm like, oh my god, they're going like, they're using the book as a script. Like I'm on board with this. Yeah. I just slowly eroded from there. Yeah. Martin Freeman's yeah. still amazing Bilbo. But... Oh, yeah. Oh, and she was right there next to me crying at the end of Return of the King oh, when yeah. Frodo's saying goodbye. So a spoiler alert for Lord <laughs> of the Rings, I guess. Jeez. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm telling you. We got to 21 say episodes, dude. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, Here's a good thing to end on. If we're going to end yeah. on some sentimentality. Fantasy draft deep. of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gandalf, Gandalf, Gandalf. Um, uh, the what ring. moments do you cry? <laughs> draft <What>? the ring. <laughs> I got the ring. Um, I've got Tom. Yeah. Uh, they don't play nice with each other. But they sure do a lot of work on their own. Um, Goldberry, I get Goldberry. Uh, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> yeah, that's an attachment. Yeah. It's like the handcuff for Tom. Yeah, you gotta get. The- <laughs> <laughs> gotta get the handcuff in case Tom goes down oh mid-season yeah, with an seriously. ACL. Because yeah, you know, get the- you know, Goldberry's gonna step up to the plate on that one. Chase. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, what moments do you cry? In either the movie or the books, mm. doesn't matter. I'm I'm definitely less of a book crier than a like yeah. If I see it it, visually, if I see a man weeping visually, I, I'm, there's the lump. Yeah, you know. I mean, it, it really only happens at the end when like all the hobbits are crying, like and and yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, I mean, my biggest cry ever is Big Fish, but that's that's a different. Oh. There's different reasons for that. Different um, IP. <laughs> uh, but uh, my I wife cried when they're bowing 
to the hobbits at the end. Mm, and everybody mm-hmm, bows. That's what mm-hmm. that's that's what does it. That's a it. good one. That's a great one. Uh, I I cannot keep it together when Theoden like cries over his dead son. Like, oh, just yeah. I. It is br- the man has good weep game. It oh is my god, strong weep. Game. I just can't. And I, I know it's coming every time. And like Jamie, my wife, she'll look over it like, here it goes. Like, no, it's like the, the Simpsons Don't being like, say the line. <laughs> no, because it happens every time. And uh, I dread like watching it with a crowd anymore. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the end is pretty, pretty bad. But what got me, because I watched it like right at some 2021, beginning of 2021, after like pandemic year or whatever. And the Sam speech at the end of Two Towers is like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> here, here it comes. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely, uh, like, tear up or get, like, emotional at a lot of parts. Yeah. Um, I, I feel the lump But, often. like, the, the, the tears fall when Frodo's yeah. leaving on the white <laughs> ships. Yeah. Uh, when uh, another, I, another I, I will say another part that gets me is Gandalf's speech to Pippin when they're just sitting in Minas Tirith waiting for oh. the gate to fall. Yeah. He's talking what, about like, what shores? <laughs> that doesn't like, sound so bad. Just, a, just another path we all must take. Like, oh, yeah. And then sometimes when I'm re- starting to rewatch, uh, like when the music swells and like the little like Hobbit kids are like, Gandalf, Gandalf. I'm like, yeah. oof, where's this emotion coming from? Like, I'm just like ready to be in this story so bad again you know yeah yeah when i hear that first flute (laughs) i'm so happy (laughs) i just cry because i wish it was my life yeah i mean i wish that was my life okay look here in nashville we had a well it was actually in murfreesboro which is nearby there was a pub called the Green yes. Dragon, and it was decked out. Did I take you there? I did. You yes, ever get we to went once. It? Okay, we didn't Thank get the mushrooms God. because they were out. That's right, but... they were out. They're always out. I saw um, the sword though. I saw the sword. God, it was when the first time we went, we walked in that door, just going like, "Oh, that's cool that there's like a Lord of the Rings themed place." There was live fiddlers. and it just felt like you were walking into another world. And I just started. I don't wanted to cry right then. And then they closed. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, waiting I haven't recovered. for the only reason why I want the rights to be bought by like a huge like universal or something. Right. So that they could literally make a Lord of the Rings land or Shire land oh or whatever God. in Disneyland or universal or something. And that I will spend the rest of my life going there every single fucking day. I'm already yeah. tempted to do that with Star Wars land. But I haven't even if gone I, once yet, and as soon I maybe I haven't gone soon. because it'll be a slippery slope. That as soon as I go, it's. I mean, I'm never gonna want to. I've leave. only been, I've only been once, and I we turned the corner and there was the Millennium Falcon sitting there, and I was just like, I just have to sit here for a second, and just gather myself, and then the first thing I said, of course, what a piece of junk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think uh, I, I did have a surprise uh, last time I read The Hobbit, like a couple of years ago. I had a surprise emotional moment when Bilbo weeps at like Thorin, mm. and I was like, "Oh, what? 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 
is a salty discharge. What's what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, just, their like, whole just... their whole interaction at the end is is yeah. good. I mean, yeah. the and there's a good quote to end on because the mm. this this quote is sums up Lord of the Rings to me more than anything else and is oddly appropriate for just life in general and that's if the world if the world cared more for food and cheer and song it'd be over hoarded gold specifically hoarded gold it would be a merrier place and i think like just like yeah (laughs) and now amazon the most hoarded gold ever (laughs) owns the rights to that but you know we already explained our uh the ironies there um but yeah, I'm the end of the day here. Looking forward to this show. Looking forward to new things to talk about. I just hope the writing's good. I can't judge the writing until I see the writing. And if the writing sucks and the acting sucks and things just fall apart, no, I'm not going to keep watching it. But if it's good, it's good. I don't know what to tell you. And if you don't like things because they don't line up to your white view of Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth, then you can fuck right off. Jeez. <laughs> but I agree. <laughs> Should I end with my uh, my Lord of the Rings uh, quote? I actually have two because one oh, is please. now one is now because I'm I'm a parent of of children. Oh, um, I, don't I, I don't know if I should save that one for last or not it's more no i'll I'll do that one first because uh the first one is more i think i think i know your other one pro pro i think but uh so so the first one is uh we have it up literally well i don't know oh no we still have it we just have to hang it back up because we rearranged the girl's room but on a little board where you can like put letters and stuff we have uh this quote that galadriel actually says so appropriate uh, which is even the smallest person can change the course of the future. Because um, hmm. I have I have two very small persons. <laughs> um, I do love that. Uh, and then uh, my other one is actually in the book. Uh, Hal Deer says it yes. in the movies. Uh, in the movies, uh, Gandalf says it. Um, but uh, it's. Uh, the world is indeed full of peril, and in it there are many dark places, but still there is much that is fair, and though in all lands love is now mingled with grief, it grows perhaps the greater. And uh, That's a great one. I will correct you, though. Oh, God. There's Galadriel in the movie that says it. Oh, it is. What, it, what am I but thinking anyway. of? What, is, what, is Ga- what if Gandalf says, what if Gandalf, what does Gandalf tell Frodo that, in the mines? Uh, that, uh... Uh, oh my god, why am I blanking on this extraordinarily famous quote? Um, that it's so do all who live to see oh. such times, but right. that's not for us to decide. Only we to do. Another good one. Another good one. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, Halder says that uh, in the books. In the Fellowship. Quote. Yes. Yeah. That's Which held a much bigger player in the books, surprisingly. He saves their ass in the Shire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
In the Shire? Yeah. Haldir? Yeah. I think so. Because In the Shire? Yeah, it's no. when they're leaving oh. and and the ring race uh. are like approaching them and then they hear the elves singing and Is it the Is it Haldir? Is is it yeah. Or is it another elf? Who says the quote? No, who says um who saves them from the ring race approaching? No way. No, it's Haldir because he's actually talking to Mary in the book. Huh. And that and the quote is from him in the Shire? Yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. It's in the fellowship, I know that for sure. And it, I think it's pretty early on in the fellowship. Yeah, cuz I, I because remember Mary they get they get their asses saved by a group of elves. I just didn't realize that was also cuz they're Haldir. they're all talking and Mary is talking with Haldir and he's like, "Oh, Haldir's like, have you ever been outside the Shire?" And he's like, "I've never been out of my own land before, and if I had known that the what the world was outside was like, I don't think I would have ever had the heart to leave it." And Haldir's like, "Not even to see Lothlorien?" Hmm. Maybe maybe oh. it is when they get to Lothlorien. I think it is Lothlorien because he's he's not been out because he's like most of like the Lothlorien people don't even they can't even speak like Sindarian they, they speak That's like true. old school Elvish. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who what the name of the guy. I know In who the, you're talking about. Yeah. Though. There is like a dude that's it's like the a, main talking person of the. It's been a while. Since yeah. But I can see where you can make where you make that connection because now now i wonder what his name is but someone will write it in <laughs> when we release this someone's gonna tell us well it would make it's sense fine. that it's in lothlorien because gandalf just died so yeah that too kind of a big deal i guess in the books <laughs> um yeah it's not so much a big deal when he dies in the fellowship and then they release a poster for the two towers and gandalf the white is plastered on it so <laughs> They were not big into spoiler alerts back then. I guess not. Um, no. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah. Lord of the Rings is great. <laughs> in conclusion. <laughs> in conclusion. Lord of in the Rings is fantastic. And if you have in, a in, fantasy team of Lord of the Rings characters that you'd like to draft, send them in to partybusinesspodcast at yeah. gmail.com. <laughs> party, party, partybusinesspod at gmail.com. Sorry. Yeah, if you do have a yeah, I want to know your fantasy lineup of, of, of Lord of the Rings. Characters. Who would be quarterback? Who would be wide receiver? Who would be tight end? Who would be the running back? And who would be your Balrogs defense? Balrogs don't count. Balrogs don't count. Sorry. Balrogs creatures do not count. You cannot pick Shelob. Cannot pick That's dragon. You cannot yeah. pick Balrog. You can pick like a a leader or a humanoid. Like, a humanoid. Yeah. yeah. Which you could argue a Balrog is humanoid, but shut up, cancel that. It's literally smoke and fire and rock. It's not a humanoid. So, okay, can't pick a troll uh, either. It's not humanoid. So Morgoth, Sauron, Sauron's. <laughs> yeah, just just I pick the Five, Valar okay. as my offensive line. <laughs> you can stop a Balrog's whip. That shield that Gandalf puts up. That's true. Flame of uh, Doom. Certainly, a running back can get in the hole that he creates. In that. Oh yeah, running right. back, running back. I mean, I don't know. Probably a Hobbit. 
We're a little Gimli, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. Just trucking. give him the ball and let him go. Well, you know, it's it's who do you do you want to go with a trucking uh, running back like a Marshawn Lynch type, and you go Gimli. If you want to go with a shysty little uh, <laughs> like juke juke moves, then you know, maybe I a Hobbit. I had no idea where you were going. An <laughs> evasive oh. running back. <laughs> All right, we've lost uh, our audience because they're like, "What? Yeah, yeah. Is, what the fuck are you yeah. talking about?" Yeah, fantasy not. football for those who. Here's, here's a plan going forward. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna record actually the day this comes out. Like I said before, we're gonna record our next episode. So, be expecting a, another one in two weeks. Um, back to the normal schedule, and um, if you want to listen to more lore stuff. Just send in any ideas or suggestions of things you want Patrick and I and whoever else is available because maybe we can get Josh in and Tim or whoever. Like, just to, to talk some lore. And the next time no one is available to record <laughs> or not everybody yeah. is available to record, we'll do it again. Why not? Yeah. Um, and I want to, you know, I want to do this kind of stuff for YouTube too, but uh, God, it's a lot of work, man. So <laughs> it is. we'll get there. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to two brothers geek out about Lord of the Rings, maybe one of their favorite things of all time. Next week, Top we'll five. talk about Mystery Science Theater quotes and uh, go from there. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, two weeks, we'll, we'll release another episode. Get back on to our adventure in the Wilderlands. Um, Can't wait to play again. Yeah, I'm dying. I'm dying to play. <laughs> uh, but anyway, until then. We'll see you in two weeks. Yes. Da, 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 da. Careful, 